It's the Opix Podcast, baby. Glad you tuned in. Got your host, thank me later, and you're stupid to win. Might become an obsession as soon as you begin. Start out king of the street, then lock it iconic in. Welcome to Offland. Grab your Opix, man. On your way in the door, hit you with four grand. Get to buying and gripping, then to selling and flipping. Over to moving and shocking. I'm Scrooge McDuck. Welcome, fellow Uplanders, to another episode of the Upix Podcast. I am your host, Too Stupid to Win. And as always, I'm joined by Thank Me Later. How are we doing this wonderful evening? Better than your microphone. It's your speakers. It's your speakers. No. Yes. No way. Absolutely. Audience, speakers. My, my speakers are his voice, loud and raspy. Raspy, like your girl in college. Fuck, it. get it together. Uh, I didn't go to college. I decided to defend your freedom to do whatever the fuck you oh, wanted and eat. Boy. Oh, look at that! You made me oh, drop a f bomb. <laughs> How quick you pulled out the Patriot Act when you got into fucking trouble, mate? Yeah, Jeez. I'll pull that out. Jeez. And you made me drop a Franklin bomb very quickly. I'm not a Franklin bomb dropper on this show. And Yeah, right. Well, except when Chicago opened, you cried like a little girl for three episodes. No, that was Cleveland. Whatever. See, you remember. That's how you're still buttered about it. <laughs> no, you're just trolling. That's all there is to it. <laughs> very true. <laughs> wow. Nice. Franklin Bomb's out of the way. We'll mark that explicit. So uh, it, it didn't even prepare people to put their earbuds in or anything. <laughs> <laughs> you just, have to like, put a disclaimer before the be like, warning, F-bombs at 30 seconds, 2 minutes, 40 <laughs> minutes, and 57 minutes. Nice. Yeah. So that's that's where we're at there. Welcome to episode 84. Uh, 84. Yes. Yes. T. Davis and B-Dag were back at it. Uh, definitely check out their episode. And it's uh, titled appropriately that it they decided to call it B-Dag and T.D. back at it. So, oh, Back at it. Back, yeah. back on the saddle again. Yes. And before we get too far into it, I'll read the disclaimer because that kind of gets lost from time to time. The views, information, and opinions expressed on the Epics podcast are solely those of myself and thank me later and any guests of the podcast and do not necessarily represent, reflect those of Upland Me, Inc. We're not implied by or provided insider information from the Upland team. All discussions about properties to buy and sell are not financial advice. Please do your own research first. And TML didn't mean to offend you in any way, shape, or form. Uh, just complain in his inbox and he'll... Uh, He'll, he'll give you proper feedback and you'll grow to love yeah. it. It's, it's, it's kind of like, uh, nah, I won't go there, but I feel like I need to make an NFT and just give it to people that slide into my DMS with this nonsense. The, the like hurt just, feeling NFT. Yeah. Yeah. The internet hurt my feelings today. And then that, that'll be, if somebody wants to work on some art for the internet hurt my feelings today, and then I'll make it into an NFT and everyone can just give it out. When somebody DMs you about some nonsense, you can send them a link to redeem their free. <laughs> the internet hurt my feelings today. That's <sighs> great idea. Good idea. And uh, definitely make sure you follow us on Twitter at Upix Podcast. Uh, this is being recorded on Thursday, July 22nd, 2021. And, uh, yeah, you can complain to TM, too, if you want to. I mean, he likes that, too. 
Oh, you got to be care about sliding into <laughs> TMs, DMs. That, you might not ever get out. That, that might get you in trouble there. Oh, yeah. And good luck down that rabbit hole. We are coming up on, I think we're about five weeks out from the one year anniversary of the debut of Mars Utah's Upix podcast or McDuckin's uh, release on the Upix podcast. Oh, really? Yeah. He said he might be working on something special for us. He's not really sure yet, oh. but he's, he's trying. Throw that you know what? It's funny. There. I was, I actually wanted to comment. I was like, you know, how, like sometimes, like I love the Upix podcast theme every time I hear it. It makes me happy. But like every once in a while, you, you'll hear something that you've heard a hundred times before and just hear it a little differently. I'm like, I don't know. I just felt it today. So shout out Mars, Utah. He's the man. Absolutely. Uh, we do have a episode jam-packed of stuff for you this week. Way better than last week. Uh, we'll talk. Whoa, don't hate on last week. Yeah, last week was kind of, eh. It wasn't I mean, you can't bad. win them all. No, you can't. You can't. Um, but this week, we'll definitely talk about some things going on in the... Uh, <laughs> we'll actually talk about Upland today? Yeah, we'll talk about Upland today. Things going on uh, in the community. Really? You don't want to talk about that Zed, uh, the Zed Run uh, Atari crossover? Yeah, well, no? okay. that's our other thing. Hey, uh, everybody's out of town Monday and Tuesday and even Sunday night, but I think I'm getting back late Sunday night. But either way, we might be able to sit down and... Uh, do one of our other discussions on a different podcast. So, but that's a different note there. <laughs> Come on, squirrels, stick to it. <laughs> you got this. You got this. You, you got to stop doing that to me. <laughs> <laughs> you just do that on purpose. But, yeah. But we'll talk about things coming up in Upland. The summer games are coming. Uh, they got a couple of cool block explorers there. Red torch or blue torch. We'll talk about that. Uh, there's a new, uh, community manager out there um we do have uh one of the topics going on now is if you look at your neighborhoods uh you might find some discrepancies in some neighborhoods between the price of uh properties for sale in fiat the lowest fiat out uh, property for sale versus the lowest upex property and the disparities there sometimes it's in favor of the upex or sometimes it's in favor in fiat we'll cover that Along with values of properties with completed structures. Now that we're having uh, teams going ahead and getting these property developments and buildings built, how does that affect your property? How do you price it? And uh, and different thoughts on that and strategies for that. And we'll get into some numbers. Uh, it looks like Upex World has been, the database has now been converted over to up to land. So we'll talk about some numbers pretty quickly there and check out tml's favorite dap radar rankings as always <laughs> and i did send hey, an you e- get a hold of those monkeys are um, they gonna come on the stream or what i just sent the email out yesterday nice been kind of busy yeah it happens yeah and then did you get your house cleaned in time by the time your lady came back hell no it was a disaster <laughs> how'd that I like I just like moved everything into the bedroom. I just like literally two hours. I was like, ah, I just grabbed everything I could and just shoved it into the bedroom. So our bedroom looks like a hoarder's place. The rest of the house looked clean. So she was good till she went to bed. Yeah. And then she's like, what the is this? And I was just like, ah. she's <laughs> like, you are, 
you're useless. And I was like, yeah, you knew that. Like, what What did you think I was going to do home alone? Like, you're just lucky everything's not glued together. Yeah, that was, that's one of the things I always remind my wife when I do those wonderful things. And she's like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, remember, I asked you to marry me. You never asked me to marry you. So this is kind of on you. <laughs> wow, I like that. <laughs> I like that line. So, let's jump right into the numbers. There's uh, some new gainers there uh, over on Dap Radar. Your your favorite game still in the lead, though. Oh yeah. Ugh. I mean, it's it's interesting. It's going down now. And they're not showing any of the balance of the volumes at all. And, and once again, I think that's more from uh, some breaks in DAP radar versus the volume on the games, actually. Uh, Crypto Blades. Oh, no, no. I'm, I'm sure it's not. I, I know for a fact it's not zero. I'm just saying it's, like, it's interesting that those aren't published, but many of the other WAX games are. Yeah. Because uh, WAX is, I feel like, one of the easier ones to monitor but whatever yeah. over the last seven days uh crypto blades jumped up in there whoa crypto blades yeah about a hundred hundred and thirty thousand users uh they're on the bsc protocol axi infinity that uh still has ninety seven thousand over the last oh man the, like that's shocking like go like 24 hours okay so Axie Infinity had major outages last week. Oh man, that's a cra- that's crazy to see that. That's hot. maybe it's coming back up. See how it dropped. The servers were down for a while. I, I followed them on Twitter a bit, and uh, it was kind of a mess. Like the game had been unplayable for almost a week. Oh really? Yeah, they were updating servers and they had a bunch of issues. So I'm really surprised at that active user count for them, but. I mean, I guess it does look like it's down from where it's peaked, but maybe the servers just came back up, and that's... Yeah, what's the 30-day? 30 days, 187,000 for Axie Infinity. Yeah, they're growing huge. It's just interesting. I know for a fact they they recently had major outages on their servers, but, I mean, people are coming to it in droves. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, look at Uplands uh, crossed 150,000. Get it up, land. That's massive. Yeah. And then let's see. I'll go back to the week and see if there's any other interesting things that jump off the page there. Oh, our planet losing 40%? Yeah. Really? So they had some issues with uh, you were able to use third-party tools, and when a, when a new element was discovered, it was usually you'd have like an hour or two to get to the 600 NFTs, but all yeah. of a sudden you had all these scripts just, and they were gone in 10 minutes. Um, they reverted back to having to use the old generator way to create the new NFTs. But yeah, that drove a lot of people away. And with the crash of the economy itself, you just have people sitting on massive amounts of aether and, they're just sitting there crafting, crafting, looking for the new NFTs and the staking. But they did announce robots, but you can't sell robots. You can't trade robots. The robots you develop yourself, and they're just tied to your account. And they did that to uh, discourage multi-accounting and bots. 
How does that discourage that? Because you, the value is only to your account itself, and you have to hold land already. So the land has increased in price if you have not, if you do not hold any land in our planet, because you need land to build your robots. Uh, well, I mean, I like I like the team at our planet. I like what they're doing. I I know that they've partnered, um, you know, with a lot of projects that we like. So I, I hate to see it tank, but I mean. Yeah, that's a bummer. Yeah, nothing really big in the top 25. Now, would Green Rabbit show up here? Um, I don't know. What uh, what blockchain is Green Rabbit on? Anybody know? Wax. Oh, duh. Yeah, duh. I actually, of course I knew that. I, I bought it on Wax. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> that was a that was a space down moment for sure. Yeah, that's interesting. That'll be interesting to see if that hits. Now I'm surprised Zedra. I mean, Zedrun just had that partnership with uh, Atari. Yeah, um, I didn't. I think it looked like it was going down. That's not. I don't like to see that. Green Rabbit's Kingdom High Risk on ETH or Green Rabbit's War High Risk on Tron. No, we want the green rabbits normal high risk on wax. <laughs> uh, Clash Stone's a game that I've seen getting a lot of hype lately. Uh, over the seven days, it only has a thousand users, so that'd be an interesting new project to go check out. Quest Stone, you say? Clash Dome. Clash Dome? Oh. Yeah. Oh, I see. Hmm. I think I'm going to hold out for a little bit. I don't, I'm not really interested in getting any new projects. Um, I kind of reverted back to like normal PC gaming and in Upland, like just that's kind of my go-to now. Um, stoked about uh, the San uh, San Jose announcement. I think that's going to be fun. Uh, you know, someone in tech like Silicon Valley get it. Yeah, that's that will be another fun. Uh fun city and I'm going to be interested in the property prices on some of those. Right. Like, are they going to keep the cost per up square pretty consistent or, I mean, I don't feel like you, you can't really go much higher than New York. I don't know. What's higher price real estate, New York or Silicon Valley. It's gotta be New York. Yeah. New York, New York's still higher. I know San Francisco's given New York a run, but still New York is still the highest. Yeah. So if you want to look, uh, Buster Worth cracking into the top five at number three, one hundred and thirteen million three hundred fifty-eight thousand eight hundred upex property value overall. What? Uh, anyone know what circle he runs in? Like, who's he connected to? I mean, you don't usually see that kind of money. Well, I guess I guess that's a lie. That's exactly how you've seen it. <laughs> <laughs> These big guys come in, and they pave the way, and then their friends, then they bring their friends in. Uh, I mean, the earliest example of that would uh, obviously be... DJ Shorts, and then followed in... No, with, no, 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 no. I'm talking old school. Oh, old school with uh, uh, Noise to Meet you. Noise to meet you. That yeah. So like a big whale comes in and brings other 
you know, dolphins with them. Hey, did you see that you have passed Noise to Meech's overall property net worth? Oh, really? Yeah. Damn, that kind of makes me sad. Nah, I was impressed to see Joe. Wait, property net? Oh, yeah, I don't know what I thought I, thought I had. <laughs> Jones D moving on up there. Jones D, man. Yeah, Jonesy. Jonesy, get it, boy. K twice, that's a new name to me. LOL Doyle, yeah, shout out. Man, but like even the, like Gecko 79, I don't think I've seen that name. I mean, he's got 48 million. Right. Bejazzled MCD? Yep. What up? No way I've said his name. No, you haven't. Yeah, it's interesting. Do uh, Back to real quickly, the, the San Jose announcement. Do you feel like that has any relation to any potential partnerships they have or just the next cool city that they wanted to open up? You know, I, I was... They've teased us on these partnerships, and I've gone back and forth that, oh, yeah, this definitely has something to do with the partnership, just with everything that goes on in San Jose. Yeah. But yet at the same time, there's a lot of cool partnerships based out of all the other cities that are released. So it's kind of mysterious there. That's fair. And look at TM. He is pretty damn close to having 10,000 properties. I mean, I don't know about pretty close. He's got 1,100 to go. He's like 90% of the way there. <laughs> yeah, 90% of the way there. Yeah. Technically 89% of the way there, but whatever. Or no, 90, 91%. What? Shut up. Your face. 89%. I was right. Yeah. 89.69%. Oh. There you go. Um. And look at, look at but, Ben. But look at who's that. Anton's 85? Yeah. Who the heck is that? No idea, but he's got 4,600 properties. He's got more properties than Venom and DJ Shorts. Yeah. Now look at Ben 68. I love that. I just still remember the day when Ben wanted to get a manageable portfolio and he was selling these properties <laughs> to consolidate. Oh my God, Ben, what up? <laughs> 322. Hell yeah. I helped him. I helped him consolidate his original collection. He wanted to consolidate to a handful of properties. That's so funny. Yeah, there's a lot of people now with over a thousand properties. It's well, I mean, it's. I don't want to say it's easy to now, but it's easy to now. It is. Yeah, like. With as many with as many um, you know new cities and smaller properties and, and stuff like it's not it's not incredibly difficult if you wanted to do it. I mean, I think it's still an accomplishment. It's still something you should celebrate because that's freaking awesome. But right, the more cities that open up, the more you know baseline properties. Because what's uh, what's five hundred dollars over like five hundred bucks? Nah, maybe a thousand bucks. You could probably get a dollar a property if you did it over. Like if you hit every single new release, you could probably average what a thousand? Is it fifteen hundred? Yeah. I guess it's still a chunk of money. 
you have a thousand properties, you would probably have at least fifteen hundred to two grand into the game. Yeah, that's that's a fair assessment. That's assuming you buy every property at like a dollar fifty to two dollars. So you make any splurges like that would be really hard to do, actually. But yeah, yeah. So now here here's the here's the interesting part that definitely wanted to get your thoughts on is you have some neighborhoods out there. Do you, what do you use to gauge, you know, if it's a high demand neighborhood, are you looking at the, the lowest fee out price for a property or the lowest price of the UPEX for a property? Um, well, I mean, there's a lot that would go into, are we assuming a non-collection property or collection property? Let's go, let's go with the collection. Okay. So like, if I'm looking at, first of all, I want to know sales, like recent sales. So like I would see if anything is sold there because that would determine a lot whether I think the prices are fair. Like if they're selling at those prices, then I'll, I would consider it. So first thing I would just look at sales history, but um, I mean, Right now, I'm very much an UPEX buyer, so fiat doesn't really register to me because, like, I'm first of all, I'm mostly mobile, so I, I use the native app. I rarely am in the actual um, browser, so I would have to say I go by fiat or not by sorry by UPEX, uh, and like that's that's kind of where I started. But I know what you're saying; like, it's crazy to see sometimes the fiat is like half the quote-unquote cost of, um, you know, the the FX one. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Um, Man, this interface sucks. Wait, you got something, you you put your hand in something sticky again? No. (laughs) <laughs> now I cleaned up the toothpaste that was for some reason nowhere close to the bathroom and a toothbrush that the kids wiped on everything in this room, it seems. But <laughs> the piano, the TV stand, the couch, and even their blankets. So nice. It's the joys of having four kids. You're like, what did I just touch? And <laughs> <laughs> do I need to sniff it to determine it? Man, do you have kids or are you in a frat? What is going on over there? Uh, depends on the day. <laughs> Fair enough. Now, now I, I think the ultimate, you know, it's, is the UPEX price. Because some people might just be trying to cash out quickly or, you know, they might want to get a little liquid pretty quick. So they can list something. Because everybody in the game's not looking to buy Fiat. They maybe just want to buy an UPEX, but there's also people that will make that quick flip. And, you know, if you could pick up, and and I think that's a good deal, though. If you have a property in a collection property for sale for uh, $50 and the lowest UPEX out there is 100,000 UPEX, you can jump into that collection for half the half the asking price. So I think there's opportunity to capitalize to get into some of these collections that people don't want to pay the UPEX price for and people are looking for a quick uh quick exit on some of their properties. 
Yeah, I guess I can see if you're talking, say, identical properties as far as monthly interest, right? Yeah. And it's a collection property. And, I mean, if you're willing to sell for essentially half of what the UPEX cost is, I mean, there's a very compelling argument for new players onboarding to not buy UPEX and to go buy properties direct because – like, let's use the 5,100 example, because what I would do then, if I wanted to get in, I would go buy that property for 50 bucks and sell it for 90,000 UPEX. Right. <laughs> I, would, I would just undercut the UPEX by 10, so I could get my fiat in, get the NFT, and again, worst case scenario, I'm starting a collection. So even if it doesn't sell, who cares? I got a collection property, um, but then I can undercut the lowest and potentially turn that into a uh, much higher UPEX versus uh, buying it from a store. Yeah. Like if you just take a mission district in San Francisco, you can get, uh, I can't remember is that a three or a four, four property, but either way, just, yeah, now I got to look it up. I just stopped myself, but I was going to say, you know, the, the bottom four, Fiat listings are $35, $35, $44.95, and $45. <laughs> oh, I didn't know we were allowed to do pennies. I guess so. I, I, I knew we used to be able to, at one point, you could just go with the whole dollar. Then you were able to do quarters, and I guess we're down to pennies now. So that's good to know. Nice. And then if, if you look at uh, if you look at your properties for sale in UPEX emission district. Um, it's 42,420, 42,500, 42,500, 44,444. Or 44,444. Um, so you can get in a lot cheaper than just going, I, I mean, I, okay, that's a bad comparison because it's pretty close. <laughs> Other than those yeah, 235. Yeah, that's not too, but again, like if you're going to fiat in UPEX, if you were going to buy UPEX to buy the properties, and because like again, there's probably it's a probably a better it's a much better strategy, I think, for new players. For someone who's already invested, they're probably looking to get returns off of their in-game sales and upex and their interest and et cetera, especially now with Spark being leased, people are getting an influx of UPEX. It's not necessarily so they want to buy things with the OPEX, they don't want to buy with the fiat. But if I was coming in new, my number one tip plus ooh. <gasps> Oh, that, I wonder, that would not count as your first UPEX purchase. No, it wouldn't. So you could theoretically recommend somebody and go, hey, buy a couple cheap properties with fiat. If you like the game, then then wait to make your purchase. Because right now, one of the biggest issues is, well, I mean, you still don't get the um, FSA, but who cares? Um. Really, if you're going to get a big enough referral bonus, like if you put a thousand bucks in, you're going to get five hundred dollars for free. That's right. a lot of hustle and FSA product uh, properties, you know. Yep. So that you know, you could go, and then you could even wait and sell those properties for upex and not buy any upex until you're ready to make a big purchase, and then you 
like then have your referral kick in then. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's a that's a nice the top tier strap, boys. There you go. And do you think if there's a ah, we covered that. Never mind. Sorry. Gosh, you get an agenda and you can't. You're like all timers. You just go back to the same agenda points. Yeah, I do. Uh, I'll repeat the same things over and over again and uh, make wild claims and grand, grand. Are you, are you done? Can we move on? No, it's my show. (laughs) It's my show. (laughs) Apparently you and my girl are on the same cycle. My goodness. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. No, I just had a root canal done today about one o'clock. So my Oh, mom is that what's happening? I was like, dude, you're off. What is happening? <laughs> yeah, I had a root canal today. And oh. It sucks. No, you suck it up, cupcake. I am. I, I didn't say, hey, we can't no, do the show because I had a, had a root canal. And, you know, the tooth doesn't hurt as bad as where they inject oh, the shot in the jaw. Like, yeah, sir. Yeah, where they put the yeah. Well, I'd be so high on pain meds right now, like it wouldn't even matter. They didn't even. They said take ibuprofen and Tylenol. <laughs> you know what, man? It's it's those Navy credentials. That's when they were like, "Yeah, you're Navy, right?" Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So see, they were like, "Yeah, he was in the Navy. He don't need no painkillers." Right. No. I was implying that like real men are never mind. I, I got it. <laughs> try to try to pay you a compliment. Yeah, I was just waiting for the backhand slam on the other side of that compliment. I, I was just oh, waiting no, for no, it. no, no. You don't disrespect the <laughs> military. I come from a military household. Right. <laughs> Sorry. No <laughs> no backhand, nothing but respect for the military. Yeah. Father and brother served the Air Force, so no. Nope. Nice. And thank them for their service. Yeah. Now, one of the other other things that we're seeing now, it, I do like the community rallying around uh, some of these neighborhood servers is always pretty awesome. Hey, uh, this building just completed Where Next Boys, and th- you're just systematically seeing groups of people continue to stake their spark and develop these neighborhoods pretty quick. Uh, but that adds something to it. Now you have your properties that have nothing on it and you have your properties with buildings on it now are you putting those up for sale right away and if you do put them up for sale how do you take into account having that building what's the value value valuation that you put on it for sale yeah so it's that's a good question i have not been selling any of my i've only built a couple um houses myself um mostly on the Genesis block, but I haven't sold any with buildings on them yet myself. I think you'd have to take into account, like if you leased Spark or what the current rate for Spark is, which, what did we say last week? It was like uh, it's about a thousand a day, a thousand a day. So that's, um, uh, let's see here. So if it's a thousand a day, so you take a thousand divided by twenty-four, so it's like forty-one upex. Is that right? Times twenty-four. 
Yeah, 41.6 OPEX an hour, right? Let's see here. And what's the building cost? Uh, 3,000 hours to make? Uh, depending on your building, yeah. I think the smallest one's 3,000. Right. Okay, so if you had rented all of the spark needed to build the smallest house that, and, and you rented it at one spark a day, Cost you about one hundred and twenty-five thousand um, to build that one hundred twenty-five thousand upex. So it costs you about one hundred twenty-five bucks to build a small, the smallest house. I cannot imagine anyone is thinking of it at that price. Now that I did that out, I was telling you, I'm kind of I'm kind of shocked because I did not pre-do that math and. At the current rate, like I guarantee, I can. I mean, I guess I don't know. I have not looked, but I feel like there's no way people are charging because at that point, that's just your materials cost. You've now also spent um, a week's time or however long, you know, four days, you know, building it, and uh, so you're looking at probably a two hundred. I would expect a two hundred thousand markup just for the house for time and materials and then a base price. So 250,000 would be for like a small house on a small property. Hmm. Makes you think. Well, I mean, I feel like people would sell cheaper than that. Like I feel like you'd build a, a small house and you'd mark it up, maybe fifty thousand. Yeah, because I I was thinking you know right around forty uh, forty thousand. Um, I know Sturz was was talking with somebody in premium chat on the fan server the other day about this, and he had it priced. Where did it go? Yeah, but I mean, at that point, anything less. So at that point, you're better off selling your spark. Because if you had 3,000 hours of, of spark at 41.66 per hour, it's 125,000 upbacks. Yeah. Sturge was saying that a, a small uh, yeah, a small a small house is nine hundred and fifty spark hours, and once, oh nine hundred! What the hell is three thousand? Um, I'd have to look. Oh, maybe that was the big ones from the luxury. That yeah, that was the luxury stuff. Oh, okay. Wait, so three thousand or nine hundred and fifty? Yeah. Okay, hold on. So forty one point six six times nine fifty. Okay, that's way more reasonable. <laughs> yeah, when you came, when you started throwing a quarter of a million upex out, I'm like, hold on, I I know I saw somebody else 40, talking about this. So that's like forty thousand. Okay, so nine hundred and fifty. Is that right? Yeah, it's about forty thousand. Hundred hours is forty. Yeah, yeah, okay, that tracks. Um. Okay, so that's way more reasonable because I was thinking like fifty thousand markup for those, so that's reasonable. 
I mean, I wouldn't pay it. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I wouldn't, no chance I would pay it. And honestly, I wouldn't sell for that price either. The, all those factors being said, like, but I would imagine if you were in the market to buy and sell the small house, I mean, again, you can figure the current rate of leasing is about 42 spark, 42 UPEX per spark hour. So a thousand UPEX a day, about 42, just under 42 spark. 42 upex per hour so you can quickly figure out like what it would cost to rent the spark so if you bought the property without it and then rented the spark to get it or whatever you can do some math there about forty thousand. i would say fifty thousand for the time and effort if you're in the market to buy sell yeah okay and that's the next question is when is the um when are, when are people going to stop working in these coalitions and start renting their spark out instead of uh, tag teaming these these buildings? Maybe think- never. I mean, why would they? Yeah. I mean, in all honesty, I mean, that's how, you know, co-op games and guilds and stuff like this run. Um, you know, if you're part of that coalition and that's just how you work and it, it's effective and, uh, you know, no one has to worry about it, then good on you. Uh, I mean, it's the the problem is, you know, people always, not always, but most of the time they get greedy and uh, that, that starts to ruin it for the coalition. Um, but I'm, I have personally haven't heard any cases of that yet really. In the game. No, I haven't yet either, but I was just wondering Will it happen, or will you have your little groups of people in the neighborhoods continue to support each other? And... I mean, I think that the neighborhoods will continue to support each other, and I think that the longer, like, some of the communities have been together, like, I think if their members are still there, they just get stronger and stronger. I mean, Little Italy fan base is growing. I mean, Dog Patch has got its own underground, you know, things happening. Um, you know, Alamo Square even has its, you know, like there's certain people in there that we will always like band together. So I don't know. Um, some of these newer coalitions are, are very strong. They came in at the right moment with the, a lot of the users coming in. Um, so I think we're seeing some strong there. It, the, the difference is like they're forged in a completely different way than some of the smaller niche um, neighborhoods. You know, the, they're bigger conglomerates. Um, you know, they're, they're going to have different scaling issues, um, than some of the smaller contingencies, but yeah. Interesting. (laughs) Barber said, don't forget the neighborhoods have the added, uh, potential to be new collections based on their neighborhood ratings. And I was cool with that till he threw, it was in the roadmap. There's a lot of stuff in the roadmap. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 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 Look at the roadmap. Um, yeah, I mean, that's something that they announced last year. I mean, that was a big component of the excitement of these neighborhoods. I mean, it changed the dynamic of the game for the first time ever. There was real value, um, in non-collection properties. Like, um, I mean, it really like Alamo square, you know, had already been pretty much sold out by the time that was announced because China is just ahead of his time. Um, I think China might have influenced a little bit of that too. 
with his. Well, you know, I mean, that's one of the benefits of being an early starter is they see what works in the game and what people are getting excited about. And Choyna got a lot of people um, very excited about Alamo Square and building up a community around a single neighborhood. And, uh, I mean, the, the team hopefully will turn that into something pretty special. We've seen the, the, the neighborhood riots and wars are very exciting and get the community engaged. Um, and I think it gives people outside of, you know, trying to hold high-value collections an opportunity to be a part of something. Uh, we saw it in the last, in the last uh, competition where, you know, these smaller no-name, I won't say no-name because it's kind of insulting to them now, but, like, these new emerging neighborhoods with a lot of new players, you know, really took command of some of these contests, and it was very impressive to see. So um, looking forward to more of that. Yeah, that uh, that the uh, Oaks was a real, real strong one that came out of nowhere in the neighborhood competition, and that that was watching the announcement last year when they started talking about the neighborhood collections. It set, it set off a minting frenzy throughout the game, <laughs> and it was just yeah. this neighborhood, this neighborhood. It was just rapid fire, and the floor of San Francisco just kept going higher and higher and higher. And yeah, between between the neighborhood mintings and then the minting challenges for the bubbles for New York really uh really pushed the uh forced the hand of the upland team to think about more and more uh expansion. Yeah. Yeah, and and shout out also to those community uh community leaders. Uh you know, the Oaks and things like that. These things don't just happen by accident, by the way. Like that takes those those teams worked very hard. Lots of coordination lots of time and effort put in. Um, and I mean, that goes for any community that's out there running. Uh, Cause there's been for every one that's out there that exists today, there was a thousand that tried to get started and failed. Um, so kudos to those who have been able to make something. Uh, it's a, it's a pretty big thing. And I was searching through some neighborhoods and it was pretty interesting. You're like, Oh wow. Look at how developed these are. Look at all these houses under construction. And then you realize it was the same person and they put the minimum amount of spark on each property <laughs> and they have like 428 days till their building's complete. Yeah. I mean, it's an interesting strategy, kind of the set it and forget it. Like, and it, I mean, it does accomplish the marketing gimmick of like, Hey, look at how much this is getting developed. Um, I think there's, it's a interesting strategy. I, I don't personally like that. I like to focus on, you know, helping out a single property get built. Um, but I think that there is a strategic marketing to that, especially if you're a single area owner trying to show off the potential of a neighborhood. Yeah. And I also laughed at some of the neighborhoods is other people just randomly place their building without thinking of the aesthetic. So it's really good to have your own discord server or just a channel on the fan server itself to discuss the development because some people have, <laughs> some people have their house all the way at the front, all the way at the back. Some properties are a little longer. Yeah. So somebody had, uh, there were two houses that were shorter, uh, shorter, 
properties themselves. So they were right up against the street and in between it was a longer, longer style property. And that person had it all the way towards the back. And it's just, you got to start thinking the aesthetics as you're building around there. And, you know, as you're either, if you're the first one or you're adding to a neighborhood, you really have to communicate with what's the intention of it, you know, just stop slapping houses up there to slap houses up there. Now, do you think that the Upland team will allow quote unquote free movement of the structures at some point in the future? I would hope not. You would hope not? Yeah. Okay. That's shocking. Well, I mean, it's strategic. It's supposed to be a reflection. You know, you just can't all of a sudden free move your house or you can free move it for a certain price, you know, because you got to lift it up off of the foundation and move it so it i'd I'd let it go for a certain price just like in the real world uh i don't know i kind of i'm on the opposite because i want people like it's okay that it costs i kind of like look at it like the sins like once i've paid for it i want to be able to move it around wherever i want i get right now it's kind of fixed but i would want in the future to be able to freely move some stuff and like if I bought somebody else's house, because I'm like, God, it's it's like three degrees off. I just I'm gonna buy it and I'll fix it and then I'll be happy. Like I don't know. Yeah, you'd I, have to you'd have to pay for the construction company to realign your walls because somebody put it cockeyed. You just wanted to say cockeyed, but I appreciate it. Um, <laughs> Can't yeah, get nothing. Past I, you. I guess I guess I could see. I mean, that's that's a good. You know, so you could, for a certain amount of spark, reposition your house. I mean, obviously, the smaller stuff will need to be, you know, able to be freely moved around. Yeah. I can I can understand charging, I guess, to move the actual structure. But I really do hope that they give you the option to, A, move it, and, B, change its colors. Because I they have to come out with more than their Stevie Wonder color set at some point, right? <laughs> Wow. Uh, and Ray Charles is your interior decorator. Right? Exactly. Like I mean, I get it. You don't want you don't want it to be too crazy, but at the same time, why not? Let people go crazy. Like that's what especially it's San Francisco. Come on. I I don't know. Like I get that they want to keep some amount of realism to it. But I think if they let all the other houses be super crazy, but the landmarks be true landmarks, like that would add some, it would be an interesting universe. Like, you see, that could be the first business out there. You know, they had the black explorers. They should just have the paint shops, let people open up paint shops and have pastel or have a color palettes that you can choose from and you sell it for a certain amount and you can go repaint your house for you know you go buy the paint and then you go repaint your house and that takes some spark done yeah that'd be kind of cool yeah i don't know uh i mean i i hope that they do allow that that being said i take very diligence like the properties i'm choosing to develop on i pick the colors and develop uh as if it could never be changed in the future, just in case. But yeah, there, there's still not much of a selection. But yes, good point there. And do you take into account resale value when you're picking your colors? Mm, I haven't. Um, 
No. That's interesting. That's actually really interesting because that's very similar to like real life, right? Like picking, you know, you got to pick, you know, reasonable colors um, or else it could be very off-putting to somebody. Yeah. I mean, if you make it look like uh, some villages in Haiti with all the very bright colors on their shanties, you know, you're just like, oh, what's that? Pass. I mean, I, I like those shanties. I mean, one of the biggest features of Alamo Square is literally called the Painted Ladies. <laughs> like, but they're I think, not shanties. <laughs> wow, I mean, they don't. You can't make a freaking shanty anyway. But, that would be great. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I get it. You want to control the aesthetics to some degree. I think it'd be super cool to have like an ordinance. Um, you know, I like the Sim City kind of feel where. Um, neighborhoods get an ordinance and one of the ordinances you can pick is um, you know the color palette so maybe there's like three or four different color palettes that your neighborhood can choose from if they decide to put an ordinance in place to say we're mandating this and then all the houses there have to be changed to that color or they stop earning interest or something yeah kind of like bylaws yeah correct oh, so you want so you want to bring hoas into upland Oh, hell yeah. What are you talking about? If you ain't cutting your grass, I'm I'm getting you evicted. Like, I'm going to burn your house down. So does your I'm gonna grass put a, I'm going to put it so you can't earn interest until you cut your grass. So does your grass grow in Upland? Hell yeah, it grows in Upland. How else are we going to get Snoop Dogg if we ain't growing some grass? That's different grass, my friend. Different grass. Oh, is it? Yes. Shit. Man. No wonder I never get high. Ah, I wasn't looking at the screen. Did I get? Did I hit up the HOA before Barber threw it in there? Or did I? Or did he? Beat what are you me? talking about? You're not watching chat, are you? I am watching chat. What about? Yeah, HOA. We said that. Yeah, I know. But I was asking, did I get it in before Barber did? Okay, well, I don't know. This isn't. Never mind. It, it's firsties. Your prince. He's got one of the Genesis rings, the new Genesis rings. 52 million pounds. Who's got that? Your prince. Oh. Y-O-R prince. Nice. I just saw him like floating around um, Chicago. Nice. I still got to work on some of the Cleveland properties. And and that was the interesting thing that I debate. So you see people talking about, hey, I got a 7-Eleven for sale. I got a gas station for sale. When do, where's the crossover from the, hey, you know, this is a theater in real life versus this is a gas station? Or do they all hold their own value depending on the buyer and the seller? Oh, no, that's completely independent because, like, there's some things that, you know, somebody might be interested in. Like, maybe you collect 7-Elevens or McDonald's or something. Um, Then, sure, it'll matter to them. Or if you're a gamer like me, it's all about strategic, you know, other aspects that are more strategic, uh, you know, placement, address, street name, uh, location, et cetera. Uh, but yeah, certainly there's people that get very sentimental over that kind of stuff. And 
Um, I mean, even me, I, I've been prone to it. The Mythbusters, I've talked about a couple times. The Myth Mythbusters um, warehouse in San Francisco, like that one, that one got me. I had to own that, even though it's not marked or whatever. Like it's just, I know what it is. Right. So yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't get too. Now you're the first one that's like, because I don't think I would have had a chance to really visit in a meaningful way, any of the properties that are currently for sale. But I have to imagine there are places, multiple places in Cleveland that you have been to in real life. And I mean, I know that we talked about like, you knowing what the good properties are, but to me that's different than like, Oh, I've actually been here numerous times. Like I have a fond personal memory. Do you have any of those, and have you been able to pick up any of those in Cleveland? I'm still striking out in Cleveland. I'm uh, not having much Jeez. fun, but there are there are places that I've been to multiple times, venues I enjoy going to, and where I'd like to, you know, as Upland develops, maybe get joint ventures with these with these places of business if I could actually acquire their properties and uh, bacon is in the house tonight. Bacon house is in the house and he uh, flipped his three, uh, three playhouse square theaters for a cool 8.2 million up X. So congratulations there. Yeah. Yeah. So that's well over the 1.5 times that I'll pay for a vanilla property. Uh, you know, on speculation, but bacon, thank you for giving me the most entertainment I've had on the podcast in a while. Watching too stupid get so buttered that you got all the properties and he couldn't get any was very entertaining for me. So thank you. <laughs> I just can't wait to, to you get bent. Man, that didn't so wait. So what was the markup on that? A lot. Um, some of those he got for just over a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand. I mean, I can't even imagine that they would be worth that price if it came out as an ultra rare. Yeah. We had that discussion, uh, just the other day in, uh, on discord about that. I'm like, he's like, where do you think? I'm like, I think you're solid, man. I don't think you could have got that much more if it came out as an ultra rare. Yeah, I mean, that's crazy. Turn a hundred bucks into eight grand or three hundred bucks into eight grand. That's a good day. Uh, I'd say it was closer to just under 500, I would think. All right. Turn 500 bucks into eight grand. That's a good day. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Sign me up for that one. Yeah. Now, if you're that buyer and it's not an ultra rare, how much of an asshole do you feel like? That's a lot of buyer's remorse right there. Oh, boy. 1,300, 1,600, and 2,200% markup. Nice. Yes. Get it, bacon. Now you can afford to pay me a real price for that bacon property I gave you in San Francisco. That's all I'm saying, bro. <laughs> I mean... Those are I, those are what you're looking for. And those are great flips right there, and you found a buyer willing to pay that, so that's that's awesome. And I, that's going to be more than you got out of them being an ultra rare, and even trying to collect that amount 
in the collection itself, that would take a very long time to get it. So you're way ahead of the game. And by the time you take that 8.2 million up X and buy some good properties and flip those two, you're way ahead of the game by the time you even make that amount off of those ultra rares. Oh yeah. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, especially with savvy buyers who are tied into the game, who are listening to the podcast. So they're in the know, like, Dude, you're going to be able to turn that eight into eight. Like, then you're going to be up here in the top, you know, 10 before you know it. Like, that's that's kind of the cool thing is, like, once you get a, the ball rolling, like, look at our boy Green Turtle. Like, you can – it's a snowball effect. Like, that's the that's a really fun thing is, like, the more that you buy and sell and you make a little bit more and then your bankroll's a little bit higher, you get a little bit higher properties, and then you hit that one good deal – and all of a sudden, you have some serious shutter to play with. And if you know how to do it right, you can just keep on rolling that up. And, I mean, it's there's not many games that are like that, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I was looking to grab one of those Playhouse Square properties because me and my wife, we do go there a couple of times a year. Um, oh, look at you trying to tug at the heartstrings. No one's selling you one for a discount. I'm over getting one for a discount. I'm just saying what I would have <laughs> liked to do, you know? I mean, Bacon just set the floor right there with his sales. So once they were all bought up initially and just the uh, price gouging that was going on, I I gave up on the dreams. There's still some other ones that I'm working on. I gave at. up on the dreams. <laughs> I gave up on those dreams. There's still, there's still some other He's properties that uh, I'm trying Tiny to Tiny violins are playing somewhere. I just can't. I just can't wait till you get. Yeah, one day it's coming for you. I, I mean, what? Like, I don't, I don't care. Like, because here's the thing. Like, Cincinnati is is great. Like, that's where I grew up. Like, I mean, okay, if they ever go to to Melbourne, there's a couple places downtown that I'd pick up. Uh, Singapore, there's a couple. But like, honestly, like if I don't get them, I don't get them. Like, I'm not really fussed about it. They're cool, but I'm all about that San Francisco life. Like, none of those cities are going to compare to San Francisco, so it doesn't really matter to me um, from a gaming perspective because I view it very much like a game, and all the features are coming to San Francisco, right? And it's the Genesis City, and so I don't know. Every other city will just be another city to me. And then it will be run over with hookers, drugs, and poo. Um, sure. I mean, if they turn it into GTA. <laughs> which which ex-gamer was tweeting about this week. I saw I, I, I didn't get a chance to click on the link. He's talking about something about the GTA metaverse, and then he's tweeting about, about uh, Upland. I was like, man, now that would be a crossover. Yeah, that would be very awesome. Like, that would immediately solve the gameplay issue as well. Like, if there was any, like, certain elements to it that you could start to bring over. I don't know. That's what I'm missing right now because I'm a gamer. I get I get twitchy. Like, no pun intended, Twitch being the gaming streaming service. Um, but I need something to do. And so, I mean, building the houses was is definitely cool, but I can only build like one at a time, and they take a long time to build. So, I don't know. I need I need a game. I need a game inside my game. Gotcha. I need a daily. That's what that's what they're missing. Like 
out of every mobile game I own, have ever owned, which is hundreds and hundreds of mobile games of every type and genre, there has not been a single game that I can think of that doesn't have, uh, like any serious game that doesn't have a daily something. Something to go in and to drive you to a daily activity. Um, whether it's a login bonus or, again, tasks or something. I'm just surprised that we've made it this far and there's not something for me to do every single day in Upland. But what that's would, just me. What would be your reward for the task each day? Um, I, see, here's the thing. is like They haven't implemented any sort of RPG-style stuff. But, I mean, you could easily implement some sort of, you know, leveling system with some kind of rewards or unlocks, which, by the way, could be tied to um, in-game features like ability to do fiat out or number of fiat sales or, you know, length of waiting on time, etc. So you could either do a leveling system. I don't necessarily like giving out UPEX for the task because I, I don't like watering it down, which is why I've always been a fan of two currency systems, a fun coin and a premium coin, but that's besides the point. Um, so things like sends, you could give away, you know, free sends, you could give away um, free plane tickets. So if you can, if you do these tasks every single week, your next plane ticket is free. Um, you know, free any sort of the free transportation that they control. Uh, you could a hundred percent. There should be a monthly explorer that you could earn doing daily, weekly, monthly activities. Like that to me is a no brainer. Every month has a, a block explorer. You must complete set amount of activities each week to qualify, and and then it unlocks. Like to me, that's that's a no brainer. Um, those are, that would be super, super easy. Um, so yeah, that, that kind of stuff. Oh, I like that. That, that makes a lot of sense and would get a lot of interaction each and every day for more and more players. So yeah. Like imagine if every week you had to win three personal treasure hunts and send to at least five to do five different, send to five different places to five different users. Like, that's it. Like every week, Monday through Sunday, even if it's that simple, like not a huge ask, you can do it cheap or next to nothing. Like just there's a minimum activity, get you playing. And if you do that for four weeks in a row, this is the, you know, this month's block explorer uh, for the competition. Like I have played Hearthstone five games, more or less, competitive every month for the past eight years. I don't really play the game anymore, but I log in every single month and play my mandatory minimum to, to unlock my card back. So I have every single one since the game started like eight years ago or however long it's been like, that's what's, that's what they need to do. And that makes sense, and that that could give bigger user attention, bigger user retention. So, yeah, and they listen. So hopefully they take that in consideration, add it to the roadmap. 
I'm serious. Don't laugh when I say headed to the road, man. Oh, I mean, it's just funny. It's a funny statement. It's like, it's like when my girl's like, yeah, put it on your to-do list. And I'm like, yeah, yeah I'll put it on my to-do list. Like up and put it on the roadmap. <laughs> the roadmap is, gets more accomplished than your to-do list. We all know this. I mean, that's, that's true. I, I, I give them a hard time. They've delivered a lot. It just, I need more, man. I need more. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, yeah, we've been releasing city after city. That's cool. Do your research, but yeah, we're just, let, let's get some more stuff going on. Let's decor shops, block explorer shops, paint shops. Yeah, let's just get paint shops going so we can change the palettes. It'll be awesome. Sherwin Williams. There you go. Make it happen. Yes. All right. You got anything else for our loyal listeners? Well, I mean, I was going to make an inappropriate joke about how you're not supposed to ask somebody if they if you can take a picture of them because you would love to paint their house that color, but I won't. So, no, nothing else. <laughs> awesome. Great. Make sure you're following us on Twitter at Upix Podcast. Uh, check out, make sure you catch up on BDAG and TD's episode from earlier this week, and they'll be with you early next week. Oh, that's what we, we said we were going to touch on the uh, Summer Olympics competition that was coming up here, or the Summer Games that are coming here to Upland. Uh, they have a red Summer Game torch and a blue Summer Game torch. Did you see that? No, I'm, I'm as excited as our listeners. What's that about? <laughs> All right, so starting on Friday, July 23rd at 9 a.m. Pacific time. Some of you will be listening to this in enough time. Others, you will be missing it. But they'll have treasure hunts available, and you'll have the opportunity to discover three new types of treasures that contain boosted UpX rewards in addition to some rare treasures that contain Spark. So I like that. You can go find some Spark. How do you like these spark competitions? I mean, you're getting like 0.01, 0.1. You know, I think that's pretty fair that it's small. Some people complain that it's so small, but. No, I mean, but it adds up. I mean, that's the whole thing. I mean, yeah. they want to keep spark, you know, uh, sparingly and valuable. They can't be dropping like, because I, I mean, I, giving away one spark would be like giving away $500. Right, like right. they're four. Aren't they four ninety? Weren't they four ninety? Four fifty. Four fifty. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, you get you get ten point ones, and you got one, or you get ten point oh ones, and you get one. Like, yeah. Like I know it's it's not a lot, but I mean, you don't complain about winning a hundred up x, right? Like you just won a hundred up x. Uh, you know, every day. <laughs> like that's what a spark is. Or like a point, a point of a spark is guaranteed income potentially every single day for the rest of the time you play. It's the best thing you can win in the game, like outside of you know scoring a sweet property right now. Like, I don't know. Yeah, and that is in all cities with the exception of Chicago and Cleveland. And then they have the oh Franklin, you're baiting me. Um, the Summer Games Treasure Challenge is also going on. So alongside this new treasure tier, there will be a treasure collection challenge. 
so players will compete to collect the most treasures throughout the weekend, and the top 10 players in each challenge will earn bonus rewards in the form of Upex and Spark. So that's pretty awesome. So, you know. Okay, so what's the red? How do I get the red and blue torches? We're getting there. We're getting there. Okay. So, okay. uh, the challenge will also count treasure collected in limited and exclusive tiers. So, standard treasures will not be counted. Okay. And additionally, each player who places in the top 100 of each respective tier will earn an exclusive block explorer. So, Ooh. tier one is directors and above, and tier two is uplanders and pros. Gotcha. Okay. So you can win up to if you're see okay here's here's what I don't like um, hold on let me share the screen so you can see and, and comment here um, you might be the other way with it but so the treasure rewards challenge so if you place first as a director you get a hundred thousand upx and point two spark if you're an uplander or a pro you only get fifty thousand upx and point ten. Me personally, I think it should be reversed because directors and above. What? Go ahead. Sorry. Just, just help the help the little fella out. The fuck? No. What are you talking about? Why would you give the little person twice? No, they don't need twice as much. They haven't invested twice as much. They have twice as like, less. Do what? They have twice as less. Twice as less. Yeah. No, that's horrible. That is absolutely like, no, that you never reward, like you always reward the people who are spending the most. Like that's Gameonomics 101, like reward the whales. Like, But the rail, whales just run away with the game then. But they don't. I mean, 0.2 spark versus 0.1 spark is not running away with the game. If it was like 10 spark for directors and 0.1 spark for tier two, then yeah, okay, you can call, be like, oh, that feels like our planet now. Like, okay, but it's not that. Like, calm down, everybody. 0.2 versus 0.1. I, I mean, that's your panties in a twist. It isn't 100x. Like the the discrepancy in some of these games that if you find a single item or do a single thing and you can essentially dwarf everybody else and earn as much in a day as people do a month, like that is unbalanced. Upland hasn't done that. <laughs> like they aren't offering people a thousand times the amount of spark as somebody else. So other games do that and it's broken. So no, I think it's fine. I know. I just wanted. I to... like these torches. That's pretty cool, though. Just wanted to get a little reaction out of you. Oh, you got a reaction. I'll give you, I'll give you a reaction. I noticed. Try, try and tell me that should be switched. <laughs> and yeah. your face and your ass should be switched. You start talking shit like that. How do you know that it hasn't happened? It's true. Anyway, all right. Now we covered everything that I wanted to cover today. Oh, cool. Well, I'm glad you shared that with me. When does this start? Sunday? Uh, first, it starts tomorrow with the treasure Whoa. tiers. Oh, dang. Look at those. Those are fancy. I wish they made those block explorers. Right? They've made so many cool assets. Like, there's some cool assets from this game that I hope they release into, like, a uh, 
Upland Museum. <laughs> like some cool stuff. Yeah, so it starts out tomorrow, Friday the twenty third at nine AM and nine AM Pacific time. So it's like ten oh, like eleven, 11 okay. for you. And that's where I always mess stuff up because we coordinate and want to talk about stuff. So I'm like, hey, they're doing it this time. And then I always talk to you in your time frame and I set my alarms for it and I'm all ready to go. (laughs) And I'm like, nothing's happening. I'm like, there's no announcements. I'm like, damn it. I'm like, wrong time. So you blame it on me. I do. Yeah, I'm okay with that. I'm just going to stop including you and just focus on me, I guess. You do you, boo. That's what I always say. <laughs> so this does run through um, Sunday, July 25th at 11.59 p.m. Pacific time. So to get your blue or red summer games torch, you have to finish in the top 100 of each respective tier. I don't feel like, I've, I, I don't know. I can't imagine that top 100 will be that tricky to get into but i mean if there's really a hundred thousand active players top hundred is the top point oh one percent or something like yeah like that's pretty insane yeah zero point one percent to be in the top hundred so if everybody reads their medium article and i wonder where the discord numbers are actually at because i still find it so interesting of how many people aren't on discord or any of the other servers, but yet still log in daily. I or, mean, or monthly. Yeah. It, it would be very interesting if we ever got someone who's like, you know, and, and what somebody that we would consider like an OG, like somebody we always see around and like, Oh yeah, I've been playing for, you know, eight months and I just joined the discord. Like I would love to talk to them and go, what were you thinking? Like, how the hell were you playing this game like by yourself? And where have you hidden the bodies of the hookers you undoubtedly have killed? Because you're a psycho. Everybody doesn't kill and bury hookers. If you play Upland without being on Discord, there's like an 89% chance that you have killed and buried a hooker in your life. And 86% of all statistics are made up on the spot. So, Well, I'm glad to be part of the 14%. <laughs> I can do math. Y- yes, you can. You can do math. Awesome. I do math real good now. That's what happens when you go to Texas. Don't do meth, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good at math, but don't do meth all. Meth and math. <laughs> meth and math don't mix, y'all. Jeez. Now I can only count my teeth to one. <laughs> what? <laughs> Move to Houston? Hell yeah. I'm in Dallas. What up? Texas crew. Nice. Outstanding. All right. All right. We done? We done with this? We're done. So everybody be safe. Make sure you follow us on Twitter. Uh make sure you send your stupid questions to thank me later. He loves answering them. And uh we look forward to talking with everyone next week. It's the Offix Podcast, baby. 
Glad you tuned in. Got your host, thank me later, and you're stupid to win. Might become an obsession as soon as you begin. Start out king of the street, then lock in iconic in. Welcome to Offland. Grab your optics, man. On your way in the door, hit you with four grand. Get to buying and gripping, then to selling and flipping. Over to moving and shocking. I'm Scrooge